Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Hello. Hey, happy Christians. How you guys doing? Man. I know I like it. Um, oh, man, I'm going to pray. Is that all right? I'm just pray. I'm kind of wrecked here. Man, we, uh, God, I'm so thankful, Lord. There's something so beautiful, Father, about the humility of receiving and the humility of giving. Ah. <laughs> God, I'm thankful, Father, that the, the family looks like something, God. I'm thankful, God, that we don't do everything in secret. Lord, that, God, you didn't, uh, you didn't save us in secret. You didn't walk the earth in secret. Whoa. <laughs> you weren't even born in secret, God. That you created stories everywhere you went, Father. And today we're creating stories, God. Stories about redemption. Stories about fruitfulness. Stories about, about abundance, God. We're creating stories about family, and about revival, God. Wow. <laughs> Amen. Oh, Jesus. I once had someone tell me, uh, they said, Jesse, like, can we, uh, well, my, so they told my pastor, I was with a different group, and they said, uh, can we do a, a secret fund for people that need help? And my, my pastor said, no, we're not going to do that. That's a good idea, but we're not going to do that. We're just going to have people stand up that have need and put money in their hands. And I'd never heard that before. And I was like, what? Like in public, in front of everybody? And, and what he said was, says, we need to start creating stories. And, um, you know, we, we all have a moment when we got poured into. And thank God we all have moments where we're pouring out of. And, uh, man, if you have a hard time pouring out, then you need to get poured into it. And if you have a hard time being poured into, then start pouring out. Um, it's just the way it works. You were blessed to be a blessing. And sometimes we all have moments when, man, I'm running low. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. So it's Christmas time. I'm going to be honest. I'm trying hard to stay in the Christmas spirit these days. I just, I feel like it's just hard to dive into it this year. Is anybody else feeling that? Some of you guys are just like, you're, you are made for this. And nothing's going to keep you. Ryan Murray, you know, your face on a sweater. I want that sweater. I don't want my, I want your sweater. If I want, I want to have the, I want to have your sweater on. We should just start selling that. Your face on a sweater would sell. Oh man. Just, I love so much about church. Um, God, we thank you, God. I, I, honestly, I, we were all ready for a Christmas Eve service. And so we had the Christmas message ready for that night. And today was going to be a different message. But last night I was realizing, like, we haven't had a Christmas message yet. And uh, I know we don't have to have, I think, honestly, I think, if you know me, honestly, every Sunday is the Christmas message. Every Sunday is the Easter message. It just is. Like, if you're waiting for a couple days a year to, to hear about the resurrection and the birth of Christ, then we're, <laughs> we're severely malnourished, all right? I'll just put it that way. But I, I do love, 
I do love celebrating. I love how Micah shared a bit about Christmas last uh, Sunday, about the gift and the, the presents. Every, like, presents, that's, that's biblical. He left gifts for us, right? I'm gonna, we're going to do a little bit of a hybrid because I, wanna, I, wanna, I feel like the Lord gave me a little bit of a word for the Christmas message and then a little bit of the word that what we're going to bring in also. Um, but I want to start with the Christmas message. You know, I, I think one of the things I get captured by this year, I think every, every year you grab something different. Am I right? Like every year, like, I remember one year we preached on the, the perspective of the donkey. And it's like, what was it like to carry Jesus' mom, you know, on, and then we, just, we, went, we went there and it was glorious. It was, it was blissful. And I think this year I was, I was just thinking about this and I remember how I used to, a couple years ago, I was learning the, the Little Drummer Boy song. You know, come they told me, pa-rum-pum-pum-pum, right? A newborn king, they said. I don't know the rest. But, but I, I, remember, I, remember, I remember the day, the day I Googled, is the Little Drummer Boy, like, historical? Did it happen? And I was crushed. I was crushed. It was like hearing Santa Claus is dead, you know? Because <laughs> he was a real person, right? He was St. Nick. He actually, sorry. Uh, most of the people are, are like, that, 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 the spoiler alert was for those in the back. <laughs> but he was a real person, right? Um, but I, I was crushed when I heard the little drummer boy wasn't real because I was learning the song and I would literally start to cry every time I sang that song because in my heart, I thought about this little boy going to the birth of Jesus, right? And having nothing to bring to him. I, like this little boy, and he, all, he, all he could do was bring this little gift of worship, this little gift of music. I just, all I got is a, is a song on my drum. And I don't know why, I don't do it since, but I remember when I was learning that season, I would cry just thinking about this little boy. And it just wrecked me. And so I was just thinking about today, and, and I just want to read a little bit of scripture about in Luke And I'm going to start on, uh, on verse. Uh... <laughs> no, it's very far. <laughs> uh, why does everything inside of me want to try to compete right now? <laughs> it is every Sunday. You guys, be quiet. Stop having so much fun. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm just going to read the birth of Jesus. Is that all right? All right. If you get tired before I do, you can, you can jump on your phones or something. Now in those days, uh, verse, verse 1, chapter 2 of Luke. Now in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while uh, Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, where he was called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. What a nice way of saying that, right? The days were completed. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. 
in the same region, in the same region, there were some shepherds. Say shepherds. There were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them. (laughs) Say an angel of the Lord. (laughs) An angel of the Lord. Just, Just be there with us a little bit, right? Just go there. Like you're hanging out. You're watching some sheep. Because it's what you do, right? You put your heart to this menial task or whatever, this job that you're called a shepherd, right? By the way, you can be shepherds too. And so they're they're hanging out in the evening and an angel appears, stands before them. What do you think they said? What do you think they, what was the, what was the emotion we know they, they had? It was the fear. So just let that, just kind of just be there for a second. And the angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terribly frightened. Now remember, this hadn't happened in in, in hundreds of years. This hadn't happened in hundreds of years. And this was happening now. Out in a field with a bunch of sheep. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. Come on. I love that it says, this, the, the news of what they're about to announce is, is great joy for all the people. That the coming of Jesus is great joy. Say great joy. Say great joy. Now say it louder. Great joy. Come on. Is that Tiffany? <laughs> Woo. Just let, just let that sink in. That was the message. The arrival of Jesus was great joy. I think it's interesting the angels didn't try to explain themselves, didn't try to help understand, give structure. They just said, get ready for great joy. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of a heavenly hosts praising God and saying, now just think about this. This just happened. This really happened. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among men with whom he is pleased. And when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry, say in a hurry. (laughs) <laughs> they're just running. I think the Chosen series has, a, has an episode on this. And the, one of the shepherds is like just running, right? And they're, the other one's just kind of looking at him. And he's just like, I need joy. I need some joy in my life right now. And so they ran in a hurry. Let us go straight to Bethlehem. See this thing that happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in a manger. And when they had seen this, they made known the statement which has been told about, made known, which was, had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told 
by the shepherds. And but Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all they had had, heard, and seen, just had been told them. It's just a good story. There's so, so much in there. It's just so meaty. I mean, you just think about all the different dynamics that were happening there. Think about how the life of these shepherds just got transformed by the announcement of great joy in their life. And it's crazy that they wouldn't actually know who Jesus was for like three decades. Right? Like they had to sit on this understanding, this knowledge for three decades. That's kind of crazy. I don't know that I'd be faithful, but, but, but they saw it. And I'm just, you'll wonder if people like started doubting themselves. And I didn't really, did I really see that? Did we really? I just want to hit on one thing this morning. I just captured me. I feel like this is the word for us is, and after 2020, after maybe you've been pouring out, maybe you've been beat up, maybe you've been celebrating the whole time. I don't know what 2020 has been like for you, but you might not have much left coming to the end of it. And to think these shepherds came to Jesus, this baby boy. Oh, what, what, did, what did Jimmy say? What was his line, right? Like, bless the baby Jesus. What was Bow down to the newborn king. Is that what it was? Come on. Prophet Jesus. Pro- I mean, prophet, <laughs> prophet Jimmy, I call him. But listen, they, just, they came to Jesus and they just bowed down to him. And what did they have to give him? They had nothing. All they had was themselves. All they had was what they brought to him. And I think sometimes we're just like, we're, God, what can I bring to you? I'm coming to my quiet time. What can I give you? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to Cash Sunday. I don't have much to give. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what, you're, what the end of the season this looks like for you, what you have left to give. But man, that's not, that's not the gospel. The gospel isn't like figure out what you got in your pockets and bring it to God. The gospel is that you are the sacrifice the gospel is I'm coming to stand before Jesus and give my life to him. Like, you're all he wants. He doesn't need your job. He doesn't need your success. He doesn't need your, he doesn't need your tomorrow. He's got you, but he wants you today. He just wants you to just, just submit yourself to the Lord. Just submit yourself to this. this uh, Isn't it, isn't it interesting that Jesus came not as a shining bright light and this king shining in glory with a crown that we'd all easily lay down before. And yet Jesus comes to us and woos us as an invitation to know him. <laughs> Honestly, when I think about the Christmas message, I just think there's an invitation to knowing Jesus. I think there's an invitation to getting saved all over again. There's an invitation of, of recognizing like, the best thing I have to give him is my heart. The best thing I have to give him is just me. Like you're all wrapped up and he wants, to, he wants you as the gift. Amen? And so honestly, I, that, that's, if, if we could nail that as Christians, if we could just, if we could just leave it, just give Jesus ourselves. If we could just wrap ourselves up. Maybe I'm wearing the wrong sweater. 
Just been a big wrapping present. But that's what he wants. He's not looking for your gifts. He's not looking for your, for, for your money, your time. He's looking for a, way more than that. He wants your whole life. And um, I think sometimes we just, we're just like, God, like, I wish I had more gifts to give you. I wish I had more time in my day to sit, to read the Bible. I wish I had more time. I wish I had more this, more that. I wish I, I wasn't so busy. All he wants is just for you to say, God, whatever you want for my life, I want it. He just wants you to submit and surrender to him. And we're all still worried about tomorrow. But he wants that too. He just submit your worries to him. How many of you guys got worries and fears? Just raise your hand. I got a couple worries and fears. I, I just, tomorrow, I don't know what tomorrow is. My, my rent, my bills, my relationships. My... And he just wants those too. <laughs> Lord, we're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I, honestly, you guys, I, just, I, I think I'm just simple that way, but I think God made it simpler. Is that does your room, does your life have room for a child to walk right in the middle of it and interrupt all your good strategic plans? All your business plans for your company. Does, does, is there room for a baby to come in and change everything for you? <laughs> is that Beto's daughter? You! Uh, is it? Yay! <laughs> yeah, the, he owns a coffee shop. Go buy coffee. Aha. The, but this is... This is the gospel, that our lives would be completely wrecked and ruined by a baby born in a manger. Come on. This is why people don't accept Jesus into their life, because they can't believe it's that simple. They can't believe it's that simple. They actually have to make it about a teacher. Oh, Jesus was a wise man. He was a wise teacher. I just don't believe he resurrected from the dead. That's too out there. And yet, again and again, it's like, just, just you got to believe. You got to lay down all your good thinking and your wisdom, not wisdom, but you got to lay down all your high-level thinking as an adult. And you just got to submit your life to him. Oh. Man, can we just stop for a second? Just stop right now. Just let your heart, just close your eyes if you need to, but just let your heart take a deep breath and then just let go of everything. Let go of every person you're stressing about or even that you're concerned about in a good way. Some of you guys are great lovers and you're trying to take responsibility for so many things out there and so many people. Are they going to do well this Christmas? And are they going to be afraid when I come because I haven't been social distancing enough? And you're all stressed and worried. And so this is, man, just let that little child walk through that moment and take it all away from you. Just let him take it all away. Let him, let him be a baby in a manger and just grab it all. And this is your gift. This is your gift you give him right now. Just, just give it all to him. Wrap up your fears. Wrap up your worries. Wrap up your good ideas for your life. Wrap up your career callings. Wrap up your dreams and just hand them over.
Hand him over. Hand him over. Hand him over. And you know what he wants to give you? Great news. <laughs> Great joy and good news for you. But you can't hold on to all your stuff and still receive the gift of good news and great joy. Come on. <laughs> it's simple. It's simple, guys. It's the gospel. Wow. <laughs> Amen. Oh. Yeah, just for a second right now, just for a second. I just cry out to the Lord with your own, with your own heart, just with a whisper, with a with whatever, with your hands, without you. Just, just ask the Father right now, would you reveal your child, your son to us? This Christmas season, God, would you reveal him today? Would you reveal yourself to us, God? Would you reveal yourself to us? Yeah. Would you reveal yourself to us? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, Father. Amen. Wow. Amen. How many of you guys, you felt something come into you? Something, something, your heart got filled up. Raise your hand. It just got filled up with some hope, with some joy. I'm going to ask you, I'm not going to ask you to raise, but some of you guys didn't feel anything. Some of you just didn't feel anything happen. But pursuing him without feeling is love. Don't be worried about what you feel and don't feel. A lover will pursue God regardless of what the feeling is attached to it. So don't get wrapped up in feelings. I love feelings. God is a feeling God. He's an emotional person. He loves emotions, but don't get wrapped up in that. Just come to him anyway. And be, God, I'm just so thankful you're on the throne. You speak to me and, and let's go, God. Let's, let's do this thing. Amen? All right. Come on. Can we just give, a, just, just give a thank you to Jesus right now for what he's going to do in this season, God. We thank you, Lord. Come on. Praise you, God. Okay. Now, message number two. I'm just kidding. Um, do you have a question? What? You have a testimony? Yeah, Rachel, come on up. This is Rachel. If you don't know her, you should. Um, I don't want to shit on you, but you definitely should know Rachel. She's amazing. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? All right, just checking. I, there's been Yelp reviews about me. All right. All right. I have a lot of I have a lot of testimonies, but uh, recently I have been. Uh, so my job is uh, cutting everyone's pay because of COVID. And I had some medical things. I ended up in the ER, and it was going to be a $1,200 bill. And I was thinking, okay, God, this is a lot of money. My pay is getting cut. I'm trying to figure out things with switching my business. And as I'm praying about this, he says, hey, why don't you go buy this person lunch? Okay, I buy them lunch. Then I went to get coffee. He said, why don't you give them a huge tip? I gave them a huge tip. And then the next week, um, someone I know got COVID. So he said, hey, why don't you send him a bunch of gift cards for food? It's like get Uber Eats. Okay. And 
another thing after another thing after another thing. And it just piled up. And I, it, I was saying, God, this doesn't make sense. And he said, it doesn't have to make sense. So I just trusted him. And he continued to ask for just generosity. And I just followed him. Last night, I checked my medical bills. And somehow, instead of 1200 it was zero. So God doesn't make sense. He doesn't make sense, but he's better than sense. I like being logical. I like figuring things out. But this was more than about money. This was him saying, I am in control. This is my money. You don't actually have to worry about anything. Just trust me. Let me be your God, not just with money, but trust. And so because of this, because I followed him, he let me experience that I can actually surrender and trust him. And that makes all the stress for everything go down because you don't need it. You just need Jesus, and he makes everything work. So... So if you're in need, what did we learn, folks? If you have need, you should probably just go find someone to bless. But does it make sense? I know. I know. I know. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Father. Yeah, we thank you, Lord. Um, you know, I want to, uh, if you're... If you're part of our church family, I'm going to do it. We're, going to, we're announcing something. We, we touched on it last week. Um, and um, we, we're launching something really, really special in January. Um, if, I'm, I'm going to say something that I don't want, I don't want it to shock anybody, but ch- church doesn't work. Okay? Church doesn't work. I know. I know. Just let that air come back in. Um, church doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't work um, on its own. It doesn't work on its own, all right? I'm, I'm really excited. This is so good. I'm really excited. Why? Because I don't like leading a church for the sake of church. Um, I've never wanted to be a pastor. I've never wanted it. Um, that's not totally true. But I, the idea of going to a building that's empty six days a week didn't excite me. Um, but I tell you what does excite me. Jesus getting the reward that he paid for. Like, that's at the top of my list. Every time I get excited about some manner of success in my world, I get, I get brought back to this place that, like, none of it matters. The only thing that matters is that Jesus gets his reward. And church isn't his reward. Us showing on Sunday is not what he asks at the end of our lifetime. Did you go to church, sister? Jesse, did you, did you create a place for people to come to church? Yes, I did. Well, that's not really what I asked. I asked for you to go and make disciples, teaching them to obey me. I asked you to, to give the reward of what my death paid for, and that's salvation, that's healing, that's restoration, that's deliverance, that's, that's abundant life. That's what he bought and paid for. And so although church is completely a part of all of that, that's why I love this. I love showing up. I, I might be the happiest person to show up on Sundays. Um, I, I don't know. You can challenge me. Let's, ha- let's have coffee. You tell me why you're more excited than me about coming to church. Um, but I'm, I'm not here for me. I'm here 
because I get to see all of you guys and I get to worship God in the presence. And I'm really, I'm just here because Jimmy leads worship with Tiffany and Katie and, and, and Hugo. And, and I'm just here because you guys are here. But the, honestly, the real, real, the real growth of Christianity doesn't happen on Sunday mornings. Let me ask you guys a question. What is, when I, think of the, when I, when I say the word discipleship or being discipled, what comes to mind? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Dude, we need some more teaching. Yeah, go ahead. Learning. learning. Discipleship, right? A disciple is a learner, right? That's what it means. It means a learner. Go ahead. Mentoring. Discipleship means mentoring. What else? To be disciplined. Arnold? At a certain point, you stop being a disciple. Okay? A follower. These are all, there's no wrong answer. Fellowship. In the back. Forever obedience to Jesus. Come on. Walking out the gospel. gospel. Discipleship. Go for it. Transformation. Destiny. Connection and reflection. This This is awesome. This is awesome. Go ahead. Preparation to go out and what? Teach others. Two more. On oh, the back. Way in the back. Surrender. Hallelujah. Phil. Changing culture. Discipleship. These are great. Shoot, dog. Well, listen. Knowing about disciples is beautiful, right? Knowing about disciples is, is like, it's like step one. But knowing about it and actually being discipled, right? Loving your neighbor. You know what's interesting? What I, how many of you guys, when you thought about, let me, now I want you to ask, I want you to think about something. I want you to think about how are you being discipled right now? And I'm not trying to say like, oh, you're not doing enough. I'm not going there. Don't go there yourself. I'm just curious. There's lots of ways to be discipled. Right now, if this is an easy, this is, I'll just give you a part of the answer. You are being discipled when you come to church. It's called environmental or proximity discipleship. You're around other people. You're around teaching. You're around worship. It's being, but how, let me ask you a question. How are you being discipled um, throughout your week? Just think about that right now. And honestly, just take a second. How are you being discipled? I know you are. That's not the question. Hold on. Hold on. All right, is it Destiny? How are you being discipled? Sitting at the feet of Jesus. And yes. She said, sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to what he's whispering in your ear instructions. Woo! Jesus, the great discipler. So the Holy Spirit is teaching you throughout the week. Yeah? I love it. I love it. Hanging out with my friends. friends. What else? Anybody else? What was the first part? Turning fears and worries. Got it. Yeah. To trust and, yes, and blessings. Is that right? Peace, that's what it's cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you, know, you guys know that 
this is a crazy stat. How many ads ads do you think are thrown at you on Instagram, on Facebook, on the internet? How many ads a day? 2,500. What else? Five hundred and sixty. So listen, th- throughout our week, we are being discipled by everything, right? You walk around, you're being discipled by things, by the people you're around, the culture you're in. I, I Google this, highly scientific moment there. Um, but it, it, you know, reading the paper behind it too. I looked at my fact. I'm a fact checker, okay? I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fact checker. <laughs> Come on. Some of you guys got really triggered. Um, <laughs> fact check. <no. laughs> Listen, I saw it was between uh, six and 10,000 ads a day. What you think is an ad is an ad, but you don't recognize the ad that you're actually being fed. Now, for some people, it's probably a little less than that. But if it's anywhere near the ballpark, Six to ten. In 2007, it was about half that. So in the, in the past 13, 13 years, we've upped the ante. What do you think it's going to be next year and the year after and the year after with your smartphone and your smart book and your smart watch and your smart cars? I don't know. So listen, there's a, we have a real problem in the church right now that the world is trying to disciple everybody that the world's culture is trying to disciple us. And so we've decided as a church that we're going all in and to change this. Um, I, I'm not going to get e- deep into this, but you know, 1 Corinthians 4 talks about that you have many teachers but few fathers, that you have many modes of being discipled. YouTube, right? I mean, how many guys watch YouTube um, sermons, right? I watch, I'm, I'm listening to podcasts, I'm listening to audio books. Like, that's really good stuff getting in you. But that's, that's still not what he asks of us. He asks us to, to really be discipled by him. And what Micah said last week was really good. He says, he says you know, Jesus, when he was on the earth, he, he gave us a model of following him around and being discipled by him. But when he left, he says, I'm going to put somebody inside you, and, and that's going to be the great discipler. That's going to be the teacher, and he's going to teach you all about the Father and about Jesus. And so now we have disciplers inside of each one of us. And so now we're not just being discipled sitting at the feet of Jesus, although, come on. We're not just being discipled listening to the Holy Spirit throughout the week as we drive alone in our cars. But we're actually called to be discipled by each other. Life on life. You're the hand, you're the foot, you're the arm, you're the elbow. You're not alone. You're not your own, like, lone ranger going to be discipled by Jesus, and it's just you and him. And it's not going to happen on Sundays as much as you want it to. Two hours a week or an hour and 45 if we get done quick. It's just not going to happen, right? And so I want to say what we're going, we're going into um, in January. We're going to launch uh, three discipleship groups. We're calling them presence groups. You can call them a small group, a home group. I don't care what you call them. We're calling them presence groups. So we got a fun banner right there. Listen, these are groups that we are really excited about. And we're going we're gonna, to, we, today we're going to have an informational booth right back there. And, and just as something kind of fun, I, I came up with my 15 reasons. Whenever I do something, I like to think about reasons why this won't work. I know. 
reasons why this won't work. Oh, my notes didn't change. Can you get my laptop out of there? I made them on my laptop. Okay, so I've got, I've got 15 reasons why, why uh, someone might not want to be part of a presence group. Do you guys want to hear them? Do you, do you, do you think yours is going to be in there? I'm mostly playing. Listen, I identify with a lot of these. Are you guys ready? This is actually a business, this is a business tactic. When you're starting your company, you want to think about if this, if something was going to go wrong, what would it be? And then you, you go after that thing and you, and you create, you know, you, you, you patch it up, whatever. All right. So 15 reasons why I don't want to come to a presence group. You guys ready? <laughs> Number 15, I have no way of getting there. Transportation issues, right? How many of you guys have friends you could call? If you don't, call Micah. He'll take you there. Number 14, I'm just, I'm just too popular already. I have too many friends. I don't have time for more people in my life. Okay, let's talk about that. Um, number 13, I have no extra time. There's no extra time in my day. I've already given God an hour and 45 minutes this week, and I have no more time to give it. Listen, we tie a temper... <laughs> Without going into scriptures too much, listen, this is, this is what Jesus called us to do. Meet house to house daily. Say daily. daily. Oh, it hurts, doesn't it? It hurts. Like, I don't have daily, Jesus. I've got two hours. Um, but daily, it's what he says. Meet house to house daily. Listen, like, like I said, a lot of these are mine, right? <laughs> I, you know, and so what do we have time? We're, we got to start somewhere, though. We have to start figuring out how to do the things that Jesus did if we want the fruit that Jesus had. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Listen, Jesus didn't go to church Sunday, and the rest of his week, he worked. Daily, he was involved in what he was called to do. You might be a teacher. Anyway, you get me. Okay. Number, number 12. Um, I don't like people. Or at least those people. What if I don't like the people in my group? Those are the people that are going to disciple you. Come on, iron sharpening iron. It may not feel good. But they're sharp enough for you. Okay, all right. Uh, number, <laughs> number 11, I'm doing fine on my own. <laughs> if you can't laugh, you're just, it's, it's just, you need to repent. All right. <laughs> Don't find on my own. Listen, this is a big, that's a big one, right? Like some of these go together, right? I don't have time because I'm doing fine on my own. All right. Let's have a conversation. All right. Number 10, I feel bad not bringing a side dish. Listen, you got, if you're single and you don't cook, let me just help you. Thai food. All right. Curry. Pad thai. Bring it, all right? Just bring it. Seven bucks, you got seven dollars once or twice a month. All right, we're done with that one. All right, moving on. Number nine, I have kids. Bring them, at least to your house. Come on now. <laughs> Listen, too, too often I've just seen this. Home groups tend to be for single people. 
We're going to get over that, okay? Like, it's crazy. It's chaotic sometimes. Say this with me. There's a solution. There's a solution. I don't know what it is. Every house is different, but there's a solution. Oh, look at that cute little guy. Bring him. I want to bring that baby. Uh, okay, number eight. This is a good one. I'm living in rest, man. Stop trying to get me into religious structures. Grace, grace, grace. Come on. Jesus did it all, right? Like, I don't need to fit into some, like, house-to-house model that you're creating for me. Some of you guys are like... I don't want to work. I just want grace. Listen, read the Bible. This is how you get grace. You rest in the grace on your friend. You, you bask in the breakthrough of the person next to you. How will you do that if you're not around that person? <laughs> it's not in Zoom. All right. She got a ba ba ba. Number seven. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with these. Number seven, God hasn't called me to meet with others in houses. You say that's legit? Sounds legit, right? It does. It sounds good, doesn't it? Like, come on. I only do what God tells me to do. That only works if you don't read your Bible. If you read your Bible, then it's legal because then he speaks to you through his word. And yeah, like there's nothing in the Bible that says you should go date her. But if you read your Bible, you'll feel confident to go ask her out, right? Sorry, that, was, that had nothing to do with what I just said. But some of you guys needed a word, all right? Someone needed a word. Ask her out. <laughs> you get a date. You get a date. All right. All right, listen, the, the, the realness of this is you are called to meet house to house with people. I don't care what generation you're a part of, Gen X, Gen Y, like it, it doesn't matter. Jesus is calling you to do family and to do life with other people in houses. I'm getting straight, aren't I? All right, if you got, if you, You can debate me, just not right here, all right? (laughs) Number six, it's not my personality to go to community and to do community in houses. It's just not my personality. I I mean, I think it's great for some people. Those people like to talk a lot and they like to be around people, but it's just not my personality. Let's laugh at that, all right? Let's laugh at that. Your personality is Jesus, okay? You might be an introvert. You might be an extrovert. You might be somewhere in between. Listen, you can do this. I remember when I, we had a home group we, in, in our last house, we had, a very, we had a kitchen and we had a living room, very separate. Now it's all one big mashup. But we used to have two. And I remember all the extroverts would end up in the kitchen shouting over each other, right? And the introverts would be hanging out in the, in the living room, sitting on the couch, just, just like going deep with each other. It was great. It was great. Uh, number five uh, reasons that I do not want to do a home group or a presence group. I'm building my own ministry. Any eye contact? Just kidding. Okay. Listen, he's calling you to build your own ministry. It's in 7-Eleven, though. 
It's in Starbucks. It's at Sprouts. Go talk to people. (laughs) Go bring Christmas cheer. Go bring joy to people. Go give money away. That's your ministry, right? If you want to be a public speaker, beautiful. When God promotes you, you'll know. But even when you have your own ministry, do you think you need to get around people and not stop meeting together as some are in the habit of doing? (laughs) All right, we're at number four. We're getting closer. Um, Number four, um, I don't want to go to a presence group because I'm going after higher revelation. These These groups are just... I'm just going after higher revelation. This, this, is, this is just very family. Just, I'm, I'm in a season of going beyond family and, uh, and his presence in family. Okay, number three, I don't like submitting myself to others. I like being in charge. <laughs> I like to hear you laugh the loudest at some of these. <laughs> listen, these are all, like I said, most of these are mine. Um, listen, listen. <laughs> Listen, some of you guys, it's just like, it's just hard for you to be under somebody. Listen, the reality is the Bible calls to submit to one another. The model is no longer submitting to one leader and, and just, you know, put that person on a platform or a pedestal and all I drink from that well only. No, you drink from the well for the person next to you. And when you actually take the time to go house to house, actually submit yourself into these houses, you will be amazed what comes out of you for them. And I promise you, you'll be a, you'll be a little bit nervous about what comes out of them. Because you need it. All right, number two. I had no idea I even needed community. And this is real. Most of us don't do it. For a really good heart, I just don't need that. I, I know that I need it. Maybe there's no place for you to get it. Maybe you don't know where to go. All really good reasons. And that's why as a church, we're trying to like just bash this thing in the head and get rid of every possible reason that we're not going to go after this. Does that make sense? All right. And the last one, I don't know if it's the greatest one, but it's, it, sure was a, it's pretty, it sure is a good one. Number one, I'm scared of connection. Just I'm afraid of having to open up to somebody. I'm afraid of someone knowing me. I'm afraid of them seeing the not shiny parts of me. I'm afraid to show them that I have a need. I'm afraid of shining too bright and being insecure and making them think I'm prideful maybe. There's lots of reasons. Being vulnerable, man, that's scary. How about being born in a, feed trough. Talk about submitting yourself to family. Jesse to, Jessica told me to like insert little Christmas messages in this too. Listen, just submit yourself to a house. Any house will do. Um, you just be straight with you guys. You will, not, you will not grow to eating solid food through Sunday mornings alone. We'd have, if that were true, the Christians that we meet would be way different. You'd be way different. 
if it were true. The number of church services that we have all been to in this room, in this courtyard, is crazy, right? Come on, think about it. Some of you guys have been Christians for a long time. And you'd think if Sunday mornings did it, we'd be super Christians right now. Like everyone would be getting healed. We'd be getting business ideas. Like we'd own Facebook. We'd buy Facebook from Mark Zuckerberg, which we, we should probably just pool our money and do that. Um, <laughs> I need to land this, but can I just say it again? Sunday mornings will not disciple you the way you want it to. And this is why people are leaving the church. Not us, but there's a lot of people that don't want nothing to do with the church. Because the church promises a lot, but it just doesn't deliver, and it's not supposed to. It's not supposed to. It's not broken. It's just not enough. Church doesn't work to the level we've asked it to. There's no amount of serving. There's no amount of giving. There's no no loudness of singing that will make church into the discipleship thing that you're hoping it will do for you. And so listen, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I, I know that some of you guys aren't ready for a season. That just, there's just a reality there. I just don't have the time, whatever. Um, there's just, I don't know. But can I say it's probably just a couple of us. And the rest of us have a really lot of thinking to do on how to step over some of these hurdles. And that's a beautiful place to be, right? Come on, just... Just let your heart just get tenderized by God's discipline for a second. <laughs> just, it's good. So today we're, we're officially, we have the, we have a, we're going to have this set up every week for the next three or four weeks. Um, January 10th is our launch day. Say January 10th. That's going to be a, a big party in the evening at somebody's house. And, uh, and then we're going to have all the groups, all, everybody that's going to jumping into a group is going to be at that, and it's gonna, we're going to explain more to you. But if you have questions, if you're wondering how long these groups go, they have a specific amount of time, by the way. If you're wondering how long, I'm not going to tell you. You have to go find out. Um, if you want to know, like, how many people per group, what these groups look like, I will say that we've been training up leaders in our church. And by the way, if, if you are not picked to be a leader, just, just know that God's got bigger things for you. All right? Listen, if just because you didn't get chosen for something ever, it just means he's got an upgrade for you, right? Like you got passed over for that promotion. Sweet. I got an upgrade coming. Right? So, but we're, we, have an, we have an amazing group of leaders. Um, each group is led by a group of mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters that have been, literally we've been training for this for half a year. I'm serious. We're going all in on this because I, I, I don't think we're called to keep doing church the same way. And if we, keep, if, we, if we can't do this, I don't know if we should keep doing it. So I'm just being real with you guys. Like, the energy that it takes to do all this is not worth it if we don't make disciples. It's just where I'm at. Um, and I don't want to stop doing this. So come on, let's go. And I believe in us. I really do. I believe we can do this. So um, I'm going to close this right now. I'm going to pray for us and just declare... The future is, is beautiful and bright. Um, we're going to have a couple of our leaders back here every week until this starts. So go back there. You can begin to sign up now. You have to sign up. 
because we're gonna we're gonna we have we have three houses that are starting up, and they're gonna be locationally based, all that beautiful stuff. So um, we'll be sharing a little bit more as we go. But if you have any questions, they're gonna be able to um, answer all your questions. So hey, um, why don't you stand with me? Why don't you stand? Thanks for sitting as long as you did. Maybe next week we'll do Pilates. <laughs> Can we do a prophetic act? A prophetic act is really just something that you do that has meaning in the spiritual realm, okay? Here's the prophetic. I want you guys to stretch in a second, not yet, really tall and big because as Christians, we've gotten used to a way of doing Christianity. Amen? Can we be real? Like, we've gotten used to the way we do Christianity and um, probably because we don't want to scare each other too much. But we need to stretch a little bit. We need to stretch out of the normal. By the way, people that are really flexible live healthier lives. There's so much studies on that. It's ridiculous. Literally, you're, 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 all your systems in your body work better when you've stretched in the morning. Read up on it. So we're going to stretch here, and we're going to step into a whole new paradigm and mentality. Make no mistake, you guys, this is a mind shift for most of us in here. Most of us to reprioritize our lives around meeting house to house together, life on life. It's a big deal. I, I'm not saying this lightly. So you guys ready to stretch? If you're not ready and you just want to do it just because you want to be ready, that's okay too. Um, but I just want to encourage you, if this is something that your heart, like you just feel the God inviting you into this, let's start, just go and stretch right now. Father, we, we ask that you would help us stretch. You would be our teacher in this. That we would be discipled into discipleship, God. Yeah. And actually right now, I just want to prophesy of a couple of you guys. Some of you guys, have, you guys have been discipled and it's time to begin discipling others. And so this is also a place for you to begin to pour into others, to begin to disciple and teach. And you've often asked yourself, I don't know how to find people to disciple, but you know you're loaded. These groups are for you to disciple the person sitting next to you on the couch. And so I just want to speak that over some of you guys are radically loaded and you were made for this. All right. Father, we love you. We ask, we ask that you would just exceed our expectations this Christmas time. God, I pray for family members to come back to the Lord. God, I pray for the fear of COVID to be dashed on the rocks of Jesus. God, I pray for overflowing presence and gifts for those that have never felt worthy of being gifted. And I pray for those that are in need, Father, that they've been sowing seeds. God, I pray for the harvest of those seeds, God. Like Rachel's been sowing seeds. Like some of you guys have been sowing and you're waiting for a harvest. God, I thank you, Lord, that those who, who sow will reap, God, because it's just what you're like, God. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Love you guys. Um, have an amazing Christmas. Um, I think someone said already we, we were not able to do a Christmas Eve service. Let's just laugh at that. And so <laughs> we'll see you next Sunday. If you need prayer, our prayer team will be up here. Come on up. We'd love to pray for you and believe for anything that you guys need for. All right. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church. 